The Pokes Report podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe are serving up the best haircuts in town, which includes regular haircuts and skin and razor fades, as well as shaves and beard care and trims. The beard care includes a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam to bring it all together. And as always, shampoo and conditioners are two for $20, and I can vouch for the shampoo because that's what I've been using for the past several months. It's a wonderful tea tree oil shampoo paraben and sulfate free that leaves your hair and scalp squeaky clean and smelling great and as always you can find blue roaming around the shop so give them a call at 405-269-8590 or you can check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today Welcome into the Pokes Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy, who's joining me on Zoom. And we have a special guest. We have John Walker of the Stillwater News Press joining us. Hello. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to... Hey John. It's Brian. Did you what? Hear, did you hear Brian? He, uh-uh. he said, hey, John. I said, oh, hey, John. There hello. He is. There he is. Um, hello. Um, I wanted to bring John on because he, he's cover, he covers Oklahoma State from... Um, what October? Middle of October. Yeah. So you you have an understanding of the program. You have an understanding of what's going on, but you also kind of give that outside perspective. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you don't, and not that. I mean, I guess I do have some biases, of course, um, but you you have an objective look. So yeah. I thought, you know, we're we're this is a, a transfer portal special. We're going to be going <sighs> over the the people that entered the portal, trying to give our thoughts on why or the impact of. Um, and I thought uh, I thought bringing you on would because uh, you were you were on with me yesterday mm-hmm. on radio, and so I thought it would be uh, I thought it would be uh, apropos to uh, to bring you on just to get a, an outside perspective. Yeah, and then obviously you get the Pokes Report perspective with uh, with me and Brian. So um, first things first, Brian. Uh, now that we've all had like I feel I felt kind of guilty last night because I saw your message, but it was like five minutes before uh, we broke the news about Trace and Dom, and you're like, hey, I know it's late, but I really think we should get one up early. And then that news broke, and I was just like. Yeah, man, I don't think it's going to be any way. <laughs> I don't think there's any way this is going to happen. So uh, we, we allotted for uh, early Tuesday morning, or maybe not early, but Tuesday morning. Um, now that the dust is somewhat settled, I obviously players have until, what, the 18th, 18th or January 19th of 18th, January. Yeah. So you've still got – you almost have two months to go, you know, enter your name into the portal. But it kind of seems – and, I'm, again, I'm not – I'm not going to sit here and say that no one is going to enter the portal because it's very possible you could get a couple of stragglers, but I would have to assume that if someone was going to enter the portal, they probably would have done it yesterday or somewhat the next couple of days. I think Mike was pretty accurate when he was, or accurate, I guess, um, in his guaranteed rate bowl coaches teleconference that we'll probably know by Tuesday evening, which is December 6th. I think we'll know just about everyone that's going to enter the portal by the by the sixth by the sometime tonight. So does Preston Wilson have another year of eligibility? I think he's a redshirt junior. He, I think he just tweeted and said, "I'm all in." There you go. Hashtag loyal and true. So there you go. Preston Preston Wilson entered to that's today. Um, we saw DeAndre Jackson. Big news yesterday. Kendall Daniels, Colin Oliver. They said, you know, let's run it back. Um, so those are those are big gets. Um, but you know, roughly 24 hours. Uh, ago is when the the stuff really hit the fan and everyone started to put their stuff out around noon so brian after everything you know somewhat dust settles you know what are what are your initial thoughts 
Yeah, I thought it's uh, I think it is actually good that we're doing this a, a day later. Like you can sleep on it, kind of wake up. Mm -hmm. Oh, the sun did still come up today. Yeah, yesterday, you know, from a from a fan perspective, it was it was rough. You're seeing your your university that you love. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, that this isn't your granddad's college football anymore. And I think that's absolutely true that we are in a completely new age of somewhat free agency. Um, and, you know, seeing so many guys, I mean, the scab was ripped off yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of the best way that you can put it. Um, I think, Zach, you've you've kind of said that, I think, what? how many is it transfers that uh, OSU usually has every year? It's like 13 to 15, something like that, 12. Yeah, d depending on the year. You're 10, to, 10 to 15. So, yeah, somewhere in there. And it, and, yeah. and it happens over the course of three months, Those the, right. the 13 plus. And and it, uh, and it all happened within eight hours while, while people are sitting in, in their offices. It made for some very interesting doorway conversations. Sure. And, and OSU isn't the only school in the nation who lost uh, even double-digit um, number of players. Clemson, goodness gracious, they got torched yesterday. A and M mm -hmm. is just a and M was like a and M uh, has like twenty five. I was going to say like by that. like mid afternoon they were already up to sixteen. Yeah, mid afternoon. Well, yeah. and that's sixteen. You know, that's sixteen different millionaires that are leaving. Uh, that, that are leaving a and A lot but of four and five OU stars. OU has had yeah. their fair share. OU loses a five star quarterback. They've lost the Oes. They've lost you know some other players. So OSU is certainly not. Uh, not the only one, but that's the one that we care about. And so yesterday, yeah, yesterday was pretty tough. I do like seeing that today, you know, yesterday at a certain point, I remember I'm telling people, hey, I would trade everybody who has left. I would trade them for Colin and Kendall staying, um, you know, and as that gets up to 10, I mean, Trace Ford leaves, Dominic Richardson, you know, when your QB1 and, and RB1 leave, that's a that's a tough day. Yeah, and so I'm, you know, I, I think that uh, that just with Kendall and Colin staying, those are two guys that transfers will look to play with. Yeah, I, rather than looking at the deficiencies on both sides of the ball. And I think I think you're pretty spot on. I, and and this is something I talked about on the radio show yesterday. Something like you just mentioned. Something that that most people need to realize is that you lost you lost a, a, a decent number. I, I think it's up to like 10 or 11 is what it is. But like we're at 11, 11 after Dom and Trace. Okay. It all happened in, in one day. It all, if you lost a few early morning and then it kind of, you, you got kindled coming back. You all got, and he tweeted at Colin and Colin retweeted it immediately. Mm -hmm. So you knew right then. And that was what, 11 30, 11 45, right around 12 o'clock. Yeah. And, and everyone's like, <sighs> like I remember calling my dad. He was he's at work, and I he goes, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, uh, "So a little portal news." And he goes, "Uh oh." And I was like, "Kendall Daniels calling Oliver," and he just goes, Shh, "You know," and and says the s word. And I'm like, "They just got on Twitter, announced they're coming back." And he's like, "Oh, oh, thank God! Uh, you can't scare me like that, man. I'm working." You can't do that to an old man like that. Yeah, what are we doing? Um, but and then you kind of breathe a sigh of relief, you know. And then Spencer comes out and he announces via on three that he's gone. You know, but here's the thing: the biggest surprise, there two, the two biggest surprises for me, Dominic Rich or not Dominic, uh, sorry, uh, Braylon Presley and Mason Cobb. Mason coming out, I think, and I, I support Mason. I hope he does well. I'm, I'm upset that he's leaving. I enjoyed watching him play. He's obviously an incredible talent. He'd have been big at Oklahoma State next year. But situations like that, not Mason, but situations like that, 
or what's wrong with NIL in the transfer portal because you have top three athlete on the on a roster, guaranteed starter, leading tackler on a team that wants to leave basically for more money and better exposure. You know, and that's and that's a problem. I don't think that's an Oklahoma State problem. I think that's I think that's a NIL national college football problem. But Braylon Presley, the comments that that his mom and that he said about uh, the offense and how it was being ran, I think that was surprising. But if you look, and I understand both sides of that. I understand wanting to play. Uh, and I understand not playing because you're a true freshman. You're undersized probably weren't going to play anyway, but if the run game was as bad as it was, why would you not get a shot? So I understand the both sides of that. It's still a weird situation, but I understand that. Um, we had heard in October that Trace Ford was unhappy, that, that probably wouldn't be surprised if he transferred. I, I said yesterday, early morning radio in Tulsa, that they're like, so what do you think about Spencer? And I said, I don't know. Uh, give me, a, give me a, an, an equal third. You know, transfer, stay pro. I don't know. Um, but I, I think we all kind of assumed that Spencer was going to be gone, whether that was the transfer portal, whether that was going pro. So I'm not surprised with Spencer. Um, when you go through that rest of the list, um, can I and Williams? Well, hey, hold on. Yeah. Before, before we get off Spencer, I kind of want to, I want to talk about this a little bit. I think it's, um, I think it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Does sure. he go to the highest bidder? He's going to be a quarterback. They get they get good money. Yeah. Does he does he just put it out there and he goes to the highest bidder? Whether that's you know Florida just lost uh, their their quarterback, Penn State needs a quarterback. You know, do, does he just put it up to the highest bidder or does he go to the best position? Because we've we've talked about he has probably we've probably talked more about this off podcast yeah. than, than on because there's certain things you just kind of don't want to put out there in the in the uh you know in the medicine in the meta space or whatever yeah. but um does Spencer has probably done all he he's grown as much as he's going to grow at Oklahoma State Agreed. if he has aspirations and i think just about every division 1 quarterback does has aspirations of the NFL he's kind of in a Russell Wilson situation where he had done all he was going to do at North Carolina State and now he transfers to Wisconsin to show he can run a different system, to show that um, you know he can be a whether it's a different type of quarterback, more of an NFL type of quarterback. I mean that's that's the kind of offense I've been clamoring for with Spencer's legs is make him a pass first. The guy can sling the rock, man. And then whenever that all breaks down, he's got the legs to get to get out of there. All the QB runs, all the seventeen times a game. You're just asking for a guy to get hurt, in my opinion. But does Spencer go somewhere that is a better situation to show NFL scouts that he is an NFL quarterback, or does he just go to the highest bidder? John, what do you think? What where do you think a, a guy like Spencer goes from here? Yeah, I kind of I've told Zach this for probably a month now that if Spencer Sanders did in fact choose to leave, he was going to be a, a Nittany Lion. I think he goes to Penn State. Yeah, uh, and you would kind of mention that. I think it's like too obvious in some ways Yursich is there obviously um, drive all OSU fans crazy watching those games next year yeah oh oh it absolutely <laughs> would but I don't think Spencer is the type of guy uh in the short time that I in short time and few opportunities that I've had to talk to him that he would go to you know another big 12 team to essentially like burn Oklahoma State I don't think he'd do that at all um but Sean Clifford's going to be gone. 
I think everyone anticipates, and that leaves the Nittany Lions with a need for a quarterback. They, I think they have a they have a, a five star. I think he's a true freshman, or he's going to be a true freshman. See, and why would you? But that's the yeah. That's and we talked about this yesterday on Triple Play. The appeal in the portal for one year guys in some instances is even more so than guys who have two, three, four years of eligibility remaining because. You bring in a guy like, let's use Penn State, for example. You have this four or five-star true freshman, and you say, ah, he sat behind Sean Clifford this year. Maybe we're not ready to go with him next year. You bring in Spencer Sanders, who has one year of eligibility remaining, and you say, okay, he's going to get us through this year. It's a, a quid pro pro for both sides, essentially. And they, like Spencer's going to get everything he wants out of this season. We're going to get everything out of Spencer this season. Mm-hmm. And then, after our true freshman, now sophomore, whatever, quarterback has learned from Sean Clifford and Spencer Sanders, now he's ready. So that's kind of what I think. Just think think about the marketing aspect of it inside the portal. If you're a Penn State and you're trying to go... Because everybody's going to draw out of the portal. It's going to happen. That's where we're at. If you're going into that portal and and take Oklahoma State and trying to get uh, Josh Braun, who committed to Arkansas last night, you're trying to get a a offensive lineman with two or three years eligibility left, and you're going and telling them, I'm sure he's asking his, him, his parents, they're asking the question, okay, who's your quarterback? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. is it a 60 year senior that can run this offense like the back of his hand, or is it a is it a true freshman that nobody knows about? I mean, freshmen are still unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, you know, the 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 freshmen that are the exceptions yeah. are, you know, you have people like Quinn Ewers who are just... For a short period. Right, who, who are just immediately hyped out of high school. Yeah. They're assumed consensus draft picks already. They're like those type of players where you already know, but... Those are the exceptions for a reason, obviously, and, and not a knock on Garrett Rangel because we were talking about before we came on air, I think Garrett Rangel is really, really good. Yeah. But mm-hmm. to say that Garrett Rangel is going to give you the same thing as Spencer Sanders, Mike Gundy's even talked about that's unfair for Garrett. Yeah. So I, I think that's – but, yeah, that's that's exactly what, you know, they have a need in offensive line. Getting Preston Wilson back is massive toward that. But if they want to go get anybody else, some of the other transfers that are in there, that's yeah, they're going to ask who's our quarterback going in the next year. And I, th- I think to like to answer your original question, yes, I do. I, I think Spencer is going to go to the best fit, but I also think that best fit is going to bring him a lot of money. Yeah, I, I think, and because when you look at what Spencer did in Oklahoma State, he really only had one year with a good offensive line, right? I think you know you look at last year's offensive line. Now, obviously, that was it was supplemented with a, a thousand yard back with Jalen Warren. You know, he's played in the NFL. He was really good, but you had a what should have been an NFL center in Danny Gudlewski had he not gotten injured at the end of the year and then reaggravated that injury at pro day. That was one of the saddest things. Um, you had Josh Sills who transferred in, who ended up being really, really good, and you you had supplemental pieces that. That, that were really solid and that protected Spencer. You know, he's the, I, I think, the second winningest quarterback. He's second most in passing or third mm-hmm. most in pass. I mean, uh, what with what Spencer did, is almost 10,000 passing yards. Um, he was incredible. You know, there's, there's no question that Spencer is one of the best quarterbacks in Oklahoma State history. And if you look at what he did, what he, what he brings to the table, he doesn't have the best arm. 
but he's got a good arm. He's got a good head on his shoulders. You give Spencer a good, you give any quarterback a good offensive line, but you give Spencer a good offensive line, a good to great offensive line. You give him plenty of time to either make a play through the air. You give him good receivers. You give him time if he wants to make a play on the ground. And Brian, you and I, we talked about it last week. John, you and I, we've talked about it before. I don't know if he goes to the Penn State, but Penn State is one of the best offensive lines in the country. They just returned and they just returned that, Olu. Yeah, Olu, yeah. Uh, the, what should have been the top offensive lineman yeah. going into the draft. And you know, he, Alu doesn't make a decision like that unless Penn State tells him we are going to go get a quarterback. Uh, yeah. So you give you give Spencer a good offense and and it just it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Spencer in the Big 10, you give him Mike Yursich, who had one of the most explosive offenses in Oklahoma State history that Mike Yersich brings Spencer to Stillwater, so there's a relationship there. And then you put you put Spencer against some okay Big Ten teams. Big Ten, they don't, you know, just look at Ohio State. Ohio State brings in incredibly talented quarterbacks and, and sometimes that are dual threat, and they torch the Big Ten. I'm not saying that, that Spencer's a Heisman quarterback, but I think that if you put Spencer on an offense like Penn State in the Big Ten, Spencer is going to he would do incredibly well and he would make a lot of money. Now, I'm not saying he goes to Penn State. He Brian, he could go somewhere else, but I don't think he's going to go I wouldn't think Spencer goes somewhere that is just a good fit. I, I think it's going to be on a major high level. It's going to be somewhere that that gives him a chance to win and gives him a chance to make a lot. Of money. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You would like to think you don't leave Oklahoma State unless that's the case. Yeah, and, no, no offense to them, but he's probably not going to transfer to like a Western Kentucky. No, no, no. You no, know, no, he's he's no. probably he's going to go to a Power Five, and it's going to be somewhere that has a chance to win a conference championship, wherever yep. it is, a chance to make a playoff. Because that's Brian. This is what we talked about last week. Spencer, I, I'm still with what he did at Oklahoma State. With you know. He's not, in my mind, I don't think he's an NFL quarterback, but he's done everything that he can do to prove that he is at Oklahoma State. Spencer yeah. Spencer coming back next year is not going to convince NFL scouts uh, that, that he can play in the NFL. Now, if he goes somewhere like Penn State and has an incredible offensive line and that has uh, really good running backs, and I'm not saying that Oklahoma State doesn't, but if you go somewhere that has five-star offensive linemen that can protect you for a minute, and you have a chance to make the college football playoff, NFL scouts are going to think yeah. differently if you have that success. And if you have success in the Big Ten or you have success in the SEC, could you imagine Spencer with like a Mike Leach? I'm not saying that Mississippi State's a great fit because they're kind of a, their program's kind of on fire right now, but you put him somewhere with a move-fast SEC offense that has a good offensive line, a good defense, or a good Big Ten offense that has a good offensive line and a good defense that's obviously going to look a hell of a lot better to NFL scouts than a good Big 12 school. No offense to Oklahoma State, not taking shots, but yeah, that's that's I think that's where I'm at with Spencer. And honestly, I don't think, I think I'd be surprised if it happened saw, before the bowl. I think there were 60 quarterbacks that went in the portal. Almost so, 70. You know, and, and uh, ESPN ranked the uh, the NC State kid, and I don't remember his Devin. Devin Leary. That's, that's, Devin Leary. I, I think that's the top quarterback prospect, aside from Spencer. Or JT Daniels. Or J- no, I'm <laughs> I think I think Devin Leary is one, Georgia. Of the, is one of the top quarterbacks in yeah. the portal without a. I think where whatever school lands, Devin Leary is getting a star. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And um, 
you know, it's funny you joke about the what not going to go to Western Kentucky. That uh, that quarterback is leaving there. He threw for like forty five hundred yards. You know, Mike Leach is looking at him, going, "Oh, no yes, come to me, son." No question. Um, so, so, uh, so from QB one to RB one, yeah. let's go, Dominic Richardson. What do you? Uh, that one, it's that one kind of falls into like okay, I you know, there's kind of a log jam for there's only one ball yeah. and it only gets snapped one time and there's four of you back there. Who have proven this year that they can all run the ball. Uh, Dom, Jaden Nixon, Ollie Gordon, and uh, Jayondra Jackson, all of them, you know, if all of them came back, I think I even texted you that, that I was surprised that one running back didn't go, yeah, I'm out. Well, one eventually did, and and kind of to my surprise, it's the starter. Yeah. So does this sound like a money move, or does this sound like a playing time run scheme move I don't know I, I I think it's one of those where I'm surprised that it happened because you're a starter so you're kind of you're kind of scratching your head a little bit thinking man why are you you know why are you leaving but if you look at Ollie Gordon he's clearly the future of the, if he stays healthy he's clearly the future of the running back room He's big. He's strong. He's he's got a good he head. Showed on. that during the second half of West Virginia. Absolutely. I mean, so but when you look at Dom, it it's a little surprising because you didn't expect it. But it's like we've said, you know, pretty much all season long. Dom is what he is. You know, I I don't think one day he's going to wake up and all of a sudden he's just going to be this incredible thousand plus yard running back. I mean. I think when you look at he was a really good in-state prospect that Oklahoma State wasn't really in on, and I think that frustrated a lot of Oklahoma State fans. He goes to TCU. They end up getting Zach Evans. It doesn't work out. He comes to Oklahoma State, and he has a handful of really good games, right? Uh, you look at he played in seven games in 2020, finished with 223 yards, three touchdowns, the big breakout performance against Baylor at the end of the year. Plays in 13 games last year. Now it's behind Jalen Warren, but you play in 13 games. You only have 239 yards. More than half of those came against TCU in one game. This year he only plays in nine games. He's injured, but he only rushes for 543 yards. I think I just think Dom is what he is. I think that I think he's going to give you a couple of good games a year, and I think that you know he just he just kind of is what he is. So it, it's one of those. Yeah, he's your RB one. But I don't know if if I'm going to lose a lot of sleep over a guy like Dom going into the portal, and I'm not. I, I don't want that to come come off as hateful or you know or mean or anything like that, because I wish him all the luck in the world. I, I hope wherever he goes, he has success. But I just when you look at what you have behind him, the 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 possibility of going out and bringing in what could be another Jalen Warren. You know, you want to supplement, you know, obviously DeAndre Jackson's coming back. Can you can you count on him? You know, he he struggled at times this year, but had a couple of flashes. You got Jaden Nixon, you got Ollie Gordon. Do you go into the portal and get someone or do you settle for those three? Um, but I'm not that that falls into because when you look at the list of guys, you know, you've got, you know, obviously Spencer, Mason Cobb, Braylon Presley, Kanayan Williams, Thomas Harper. Um, Eli Russ, DeMarco Jones, Langston Anderson, Trace Ford, and Dominic Richardson. Those that he he was a starter, but he kind of falls into the into the the list for me of yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a guy that played, but I think you'll be okay if he if you don't have him next year. And I, again, yeah. I don't want to be I don't want to be hateful, but that's I, I think that's where he falls for me. 
And and John, the I want to throw it to you here. The the reason that you can absorb your starting running back going is because of what you've seen on the in the young guys. Yeah, for for sure. If I think Zach and I have talked about this. If if Ollie Gordon doesn't do what he did against West Virginia in the regular season finale, it it affects how you look at the running back room and how you look at Dom Richardson's decision to enter the portal. But because Jaden Nixon had some flashes, because DeAndre Jackson had some flashes, and because Ollie Gordon showed that he can be your RB1 moving forward, you're okay with it with Dom Richardson entering the portal. Because if you if you if you not treating players like pawns here, but if you take a step back and you remove the faces and you look at production, it isn't a massive drop off. And that's kind of why you're okay with it if you're Mike Gundy in them. Um, because I think just in terms of production, Ollie Gordon and Jaden Nixon were giving you what Dom Richardson were this year. Well, and that's why you brought Ollie in. Right, 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 right. Yes. It, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. Yeah. And it clicked as, we, like, when he needed to get snaps down the stretch – Every other snap, it was like, oh man, he was a couple inches of breaking that. He was a couple. Yeah, he's he figuring it out, and it, it was a bad West Virginia team, but it all he put it all together. And the thing is, he's younger as well. True freshman. So, so you're getting almost the. I can't remember. Will he? Will he get a red shirt? Or did he play in too many I games think this year? I think he's. I think he's broken that. Okay. I think. Okay. Let me, let me look it up. But um, I think he's broken. But, but he. he, has, he yeah, he has to. I, I mean, he's gonna. He's going to continue to develop, obviously. And I think maybe it was a situation where you take a step back and and say, okay, yeah, he's played in seven, eight. Oh, just about every game. Okay, you you say <laughs> that, like that blows my mind. I didn't. Rem- I didn't. No, realize me neither. That. Oh, but he plays special teams. Oh, that's true. Um, well, he's had carries in almost every game. Really? Yeah, one to two, like two Central Michigan, three yeah. Arkansas State, three Pine Bluff, six Baylor, one Tech, one TCU, four Texas. Okay, so he's. I think he's played in. Almost I think every he's played game. In every game. So, so you 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 just kind of look back at it and you say like, okay, our if you're a coaching staff, you have to evaluate it and say, is our floor with Ali any lower than it would be with Dom? Because you're assuming worst case scenario right. all the time. You have to. So you say, is our floor with Ali any lower than it was with Dom? And I think point blank period, the simple answer is no. I think they're pretty close. Um, it might be a little lower with Ollie now because of the age factor, but if you if you are s- skeptical that Ollie Gordon's going to be a good running back, sit back and watch because you'll you'll see it next fall. And he, and he gets another another off season with Rob Glass. He gets another spring football. He gets another summer with Rob. Like uh, well, yeah, I guess I guess coaches can now. This summer was the first time coaches could be present. So they, they changed off season. The, so they yep. changed that rule this year. Yep. So you get another summer with with in your metabolics. You get another summer with the coaches. Um, I, I think Ollie. I don't know if he's going to break out and rush for over a thousand yards, but I, I think with what we saw at, at times, I think Ollie is going to be really good. So uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. I wish Dom the best, and obviously yeah. from a depth uh, a depth standpoint, you're thinking. Man, I, you don't want to lose that guy, but right, right. you know, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I wasn't surprised with Trace Ford. You know, like I said, we found out in October that he wasn't really happy. He gets injured again. Um, 
I think fans are upset. You know, a true freshman, he was really good. A sophomore, he was really good. And then he gets hurt and... I think you know he's a he's a local kid, so that that's more. He's obviously production was good, but um, he didn't put out a lot this year, and I think that's a sentimental loss. I don't I don't want to lose him, but you know you have enough depth there. Uh, Langston Anderson has been injured his whole time here. I, I hate that that he can't you know that he wasn't able to kind of figure it out this year. But you know Eli Russ fell into the depth chart. He played a little this year, but he's been injured most of his time. Demarco Jones has been a backup, and he's been injured for a lot. Uh, Thomas Harper is a guy that I, you know, Brian, you and I, we talked about this. I thought Thomas was gone anyway. You know, I kind of figured that he would try his hand at pro. Um, but he's a guy that had been a backup and had missed almost all of this, or a good chunk of this year with an injury. Kanayan Williams. Um, who, who tweeted a little bit ago, blessed to, blessed to wake up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, and he he was a guy that was retweeting a lot of I'm leaving tweets. Woke up feeling blessed. There you go. Uh, but but Kanayan was a backup and primarily a special teamer. He was a redshirt senior. He still ha- he only has one year left. You know, so I mean most of these guys are depth guys. Uh they're backups. They're guys that like Brian mentioned at the start, if if these guys all if you lost every single one of these guys, but it was over the course of 3 months rather than one day in basically an eight to 10 hour period, you would still be thinking, Oh man, I hate that we lost all these guys, but it wouldn't be, you know, incredibly doom and gloom. But if you look at this list, more than three quarters of it are depth guys, our backups, our special teamers, our guys that have been injured and are just looking for a chance to play because they know they're probably not going to get a chance with the young guys that played this year and a potential of bringing in transfers. Yeah. We had talked about this yesterday. Oh, go ahead, Brian. No, I was just going to say, and, and yeah, if you if you break them out kind of into some lists there, there's definitely some guys who are bettering themselves. A Langston, a Langston Anderson. No question. Show yeah. somewhere. Sometimes, man, you just need a change of turf underneath you. You just need a change of scenery. Maybe natural Langston, grass. Langston, man, I hope he go. what would you say? Maybe natural grass. Maybe. So, you know, go somewhere where where he can try and stay healthy and you are, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two. You're yeah. on the – you're on the field all the time. DeMarco Jones, same thing. Kanayan Williams, you only have one year left. Go somewhere you can be the starting – where you're going to be the starting safety. Uh, you know, we just talked about Spencer, same thing. If if the um, if the goal is the next level, go somewhere that you can show scouts something different. Yeah. Uh, Eli Russ, same thing. If, you know, if you're lost in the depth chart, go somewhere where you're going to you, – you have tape out there that shows um, him starting centers, you know, at guard – Go out there and go out there and do your thing. Yeah, the, the the ones that fell into the really don't get it is the Trace Ford, Mason Cobb, and Braylon Presley, and and some of that I think is probably more like how they went down than necessarily kind of like John yeah. was saying that piece take the face and the name out of it, mm-hmm. but what that person brings. I mean, yeah, Mason Cobb will, will always go down as is I don't get it, but and then the other two Harper and and Richardson. All right, you know. Uh, if they, if they stayed great, if yeah. they go okay, I can understand Trace. I mean, I I'm upset that he's leaving, but he spent you know he tears his ACL against Baylor, misses a whole year, fixing to come back from injury, tears an ACL, misses a whole year, um, comes back this year, and you're buried in the depth chart because you've got Colin Oliver, Brock Martin, you've got uh, Tyler Lacey, who's going to be an NFL player this year, who they shifted him inside, but you know he's he's a guy that just kind of fell into the depth chart, and if you spend two and I'll give him a lot of credit that he, he, his optimism was high for a long time. 
but you spend you spend two years injured, you spend the you're finally healthy and you're buried on the depth chart and you feel like you should be playing. You know, I mean, I, I hate to lose him because I, I covered him in high school. He's a hell of a guy. He's a hell of an athlete, hell of a player. But, I, I mean, I, I understand that. I mean, that it's unfortunate, but I get it, you know. Well, and he could be in the exact same spot that Spencer's in. He's grown as much as he's going to grow sure. at Oklahoma State. Sure. And so if he, you know, I don't know. Let's just say he goes to uh, picking somewhere, Auburn, okay? If he goes to Auburn, if he goes to Colorado with Dion, if he goes somewhere else I hope they all go and to has a – <laughs> 10, 12 every sack. single one of them all of them yeah. uh, everybody in the portal he's gonna take them all he's gonna take he's over the thousand people yeah because because Dion's coming I'm coming man I'll tell you what that'd be a tough that'd be a tough uh uh meeting room to sit in there if and yeah. if, hear that if like, I were whoo. one of those kids you know whether or not you have a chance to play next year when he said that, you if I if yeah. I'm sitting there and he's like, some of y'all better just hop in the portal now. You know, you know who you, you know it who you are. My ass would have gotten up and I'd have just walked out right yep. then. I'm like, yep. you know what? No. Nope. Bye. I, I showed up. I ended my little vacation early to show back up to listen to you yell at me for wearing a hoodie. And you're telling and you're telling me that that I'm this is a team issued hoodie, by the way. Uh, you're telling me that that you're bringing guys from your school and you're gonna bring in players in the portal that I'm probably not gonna have a spot. Adios. Yeah, I, I so, think I, one of the things I wanted to, to touch on real quick, because we've talked a couple of times now about like a lot of the overreaction yeah. or maybe just warranted, maybe warranted reaction immediately is that we have 11 players in the transfer portal. What yeah, and, I don't, and I'm not trying to tell anyone how right. they should feel. Right, 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 right. It's, it is alarming, you know, in, in ways that you have a guy like Mason Cobb enter that you have. Braylon Presley enter the way he did, that you have whatever. You know, there are some alarming acts, aspects to it. But also, you, we've mentioned, if you if you took uh, these 11 guys and spread them out over the span of three, four, five weeks like it used to be, when there was no set window, then it's not as big of a deal. You have a week to get over the Mason Cobb news before you find out about Spencer. And I think if that, honestly, people are still scratching their heads. But the fact that Mason announced... Two or three days ago, before I, I I don't know if there was as much reaction about Mason yesterday as there would have been no. had he announced yesterday. No. And, and that's the that's what you're going to see just from here on out because everybody and their mother said last year there needs to be regulations on the portal. There's need mm-hmm. there needs to be regulations on the portal. The NCAA comes out this summer and says, okay, here's the window. You you can't wait and you can't be in the portal until April now. And so they say, okay, the portal is open December 5th to January 18th. After the 18th of January, that's it, essentially. And so you're going to see a lot more guys enter earlier for the sole fact that it gives them more time to figure out what they're going to do. So, yeah, just wanted to add that. Well, and kind of my my parting shot here, I guess, is, you know, we talk about a lot of these are depth chart guys. Think about, you know, you, some of these scholarships are going to go to some high school kids, okay? Some of them are, but we are going to go into the portal. They are clearly offering guys in the portal. Uh, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw into it. Last night, uh, 11-45, Ladarius Webb from Jones College. Sa- okay, safety yeah. corner combo, they get to commit. He's an, a, what could be an SEC type of defensive back. So there, there's one right there off the board. That that replaces DeMarco Jones. Yeah, you look at the secondary now, and you have Corey Black, Jabbar Muhammad, Cam Smith, 
Lardarius Webb sure. Jr. What what else do you want yeah. from your secondary? I mean, you have some young pieces. You have some pieces that developed this year in Jabbar Muhammad and Cam Smith. You throw Kendall Daniels back there, who's going to be uh, in place of a Thomas Harper, a Jason Taylor, a Sean Michael Flanagan, and they are going to be okay. Um, we also saw a scenario this year where maybe maybe Jabbar slides back to safety. Sure. If you want the, your best Put him in defense, a rover or something. Yeah, if you want your best defensive backs on the field, and you could go a hybrid look with just one, like one high, if that's what you want to do. It, there, there are so many possibilities, yeah. and they adding Ladarius Webb Jr. just kind of shored up everything on the back end. You could add maybe one more, but I don't know why you'd need to. So, so if you know, I'm I'm always a guy that okay, give me the news, and then now let's look to the future and see okay, how does this affect the future? Well, if we're getting rid of, and I'm going to say getting rid of, they're leaving. Right. If if guys, if scholarships are opening up from depth guys, when they go into the portal, anybody you bring in from the portal is going to be a compete for a starting position now type mm-hmm. of guy. Absolutely. So there is a chance, and the other, there is a chance that this team actually comes out of the portal and out of signing day looking stronger than what we think it is right now. Yeah. And I also want to kind of shout out to I still think that Colin and Kendall coming back is a is a testament to cowboy culture. Preston Wilson, same thing. Um DeAndre Jackson, that's a guy who probably needed some cowboy culture. There's a lot of people and thought he wouldn't so make I, it I through think the year. Fan, fans can still yeah, yesterday sucked. Looking into the future my opinion, cowboy culture is still strong. I agree. And when you look at when you look at the the scholarship situation, a lot of people brought in. Well, you're you're losing eleven to the at least eleven to the portal, and then you're going to lose seniors. Well, yeah. the, that's natural attrition. They they have yeah. that figured. Like you expect you, that every year. Yeah, and when you look at guys like Brock Martin, he's an extra well, guy anyway. Spencer Sanders this year wouldn't be making a decision if it weren't for COVID. Yeah, because he'd, he'd already be gone. So there's two scholarships you were already going to lose that's factored into bringing in high school kids, that's factored into the train. Because here's the thing. Did Oklahoma State expect a few of these guys to transfer? No. I don't think they expected a Mason Cobb. I, I think Dominic was probably a bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Al- although maybe not. I don't know. They might have, you yeah, know, maybe, the uh, past couple of weeks, yeah. they might have said, okay, we kind of expected this. You know, but a majority of these guys are guys that are going to transfer anyway. So they they know the scholarship situation. They know how to how to rotate it around. Now they are sending out a lot of transfer offers, offensive linemen. Um, you've got the you've got the right kid, the linebacker from Tulsa. You've got uh, um, uh, the defensive lineman from Tulsa, um, Goodlow. Uh, good way. Good. I think it's good low. Is it good way or good low? Good low. Good low. They, they right. offered him. They brought him in on an official. Uh, Ladarius Webb. All you have to do is watch his tape. Um, the last two years at Jones, and he plays in Mississippi. I gotta tell y'all, there's some pretty damn good football played in Mississippi. I don't care if it's JUCO or not. So you look. They're bringing him in. They've offered a couple of uh, other JUCO kids. They've offered a lot of offensive line transfers. You know, so they they are trying to bring pieces in. But I'm, Brian. I'm kind of with you. You know, I think that, I, I think they very well. You look at the kids are going to sign high school kids. You look at potential transfers that they could bring in. You look at the guys they're already returning now. Quarterback, you have to figure out quarterback. But I think I think the the jump off is 
it actually happened. You know, it's no longer talking about it. It's well, Spencer's finally gone. So what are we going to do at quarterback? But you're already you are going to you were already going to lose Tyler Lacey. You were already already going to lose uh, Tanner Brown. You were already going to lose Brock Martin. You were already going to lose Brendan Evers. He's an extra scholarship. You know, you were already going to lose Jason Taylor off the back end. So a handful of these guys, yeah, I'm I'm with you. These are guys that are all they were already going to transfer. A couple of surprises, but you're bringing in transfers already. Um, it, it all just happened in eight hours, and that's that's the freak out. So I, I think Oklahoma State will be fine. Um, I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks to see um, how things continue to shake out, who else you're able to bring in. We'll know a lot by the first of the year. I, I think that Oklahoma State, I honestly, you may not see another player unless the, the only people that could transfer, and I'll just I'll just say this before we get out of here. You could see additional people transfer throughout the month if Oklahoma State goes out and brings in a a transfer. Mm-hmm. You you bring in another guy like Ladarius Webb. You bring in uh, a guy from a Tulsa, or um, they've offered a couple. They've offered two or three wide receivers. You go out and you bring in a handful of transfers, and all of a sudden you have a guy that has been a perennial backup that thought he might have had a chance to play this year, and now all of a sudden, okay, well, it's very evident that you don't think I have what it takes. You brought in my replacement, so I'm going to enter the portal. The the traditional attrition that you suffer over the next, but I, I think by the end of this week, you'll pretty much know who doesn't want to be here based on the fact they want to go somewhere else. So it'll be interesting. I, I think this today you could see some more people come out today. It's possible. Um, but I'm I, John. I agree with you. I think we'll know pretty much what this team's going to look like yeah. by the time we get to January. So, uh, Brian, any final thoughts before we uh, before we wrap it up? No, I think we think we hit on everything. Um, I'm, I know that I'm not dropping my season tickets. How about that? I, I agree. And what do you mean you're not dropping your season tickets? You support this team. There are 11 people in the portal right now, Brian. <laughs> are you serious? That means that I may be able to move down closer to the uh, field if other people do. What's I will say. The, I'm an optimist, John. What uh, can I say? <laughs> pokes, the Pokes with a Purpose website crashing yesterday. That's a good sign. That's a good sign. Uh, Kenyatta Wright, if you get a chance, um, Rock, Kenyatta was on with Robert. Kenyatta Wright, I think he runs the Pokes with a Purpose. He was on with Robert yesterday on Triple Play Sports. Um, and I think they post audio interviews. If you get a chance to listen to that, that was really good. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm... I think everything will be okay. It just all happened at one day. So, uh, John, any any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, no, I think I think just my message to any and every fan listening would be to, it's okay to be upset, and that is completely fine. But once you once you're over being upset, or after a few minutes, go take a walk, go touch some grass. <laughs> Go have a picnic. We said that yesterday. We talked about that on Triple Play. Yeah. You know, some, take your shoes off and walk barefooted take, in the grass. It's it's very oh, it's so cathartic. Yeah, and I did that the other day. So Incredible. so so go do that, and then take a step back and re- and look at kind of everything there. Like I said, not everything's rainbow and sunshine. There's obviously some things to be concerned about. We talked about like Mason Cobb. You know, yeah, a player entering the portal. Like that's not just your run-of-the-mill everyday news. But at the end of the day, the, the player's gone. The, the player's gone. Um, and so you have to kind of start looking forward. Um, otherwise, you'll just be kind of stuck where you are. Yeah, so. and that's 
I, I it'll it, I think I think that's the best way to look at it. Everything will be okay. Um, now they do need to get some stuff figured out. You got to figure out run yeah. game schemes. You got to figure out offensive line schemes. You got to figure out blocking. You know, you got to figure out how to move the ball down the yeah. field. But yeah. that wasn't to say everything's perfect right, right. now, obviously. But you know. The team's going to be what it is for better or for worse, yeah. and, and there's essentially nothing we can do about it. So That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. yeah. There ain't nothing you can <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ain't no use in crying over spilt milk. Yeah. Um, all right, that's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. We're going to get out of here. You can check us out at pokesreport.com. We've had a lot of coverage over the past 24 hours. I'm fixing to put this up. I'll have a couple of uh, transfer offer. Uh, that I'm going to put up into an article and uh, probably put a uh, I'm returning article up with Preston Wilson and DeAndre Jackson. So uh, be sure to check all that out. And then uh, obviously we'll have coverage of tonight's uh, basketball game against Sam Houston. So uh, be uh, be on the lookout for that. But that's going to do it for the Pokesport Podcast. We'll talk to you next time here on PokesReport.com.